This is Catalog and Cocktails. Presented by Data.World. Wow, time flies. Ready? Want to head out to our lightning round? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. All right. So we're moving to our lightning round section, which is uh, sponsored by Data.World, the data catalog for successful cloud migration. And I'll kick it off first. So should we pick someone in our extended data organization to wear that data UX researcher hat? Or should that be some outsider? Oh, gosh. I say if there's anybody who can wear that hat, hold on to them tightly and, you know, empower them to do it because it's a real luxury to have it. So kind of like take take whoever you can. I love it. I I, I think every organization could benefit some, with somebody with that hat. And, and that's probably not done enough, like really somebody who's focused on that. Um, next question for you. So you talked about documentation and that was the hill that you would die on yeah. is the documentation can be fun, right? Um, is making documentation smooth and easy good enough? Or do you got to do more? Like you got to gamify it, you got to incentivize mm. it. You know? is, 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 smooth and, is smooth and easy good enough? Yes. Okay. So not only will I die on the hill, that documentation not can be fun, but is fun. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, also, <laughs> Thank you for the correction. <laughs> just want to make sure. Um, but also, yeah, I'm very particular about it. Like mm. it has to be... Um, it has to be quick. Nobody wants to read your thesis. I, I know we're all proud of the new data that we brought on, right? But nobody wants to hear like the journey that you went through, right? <laughs> That's true. The journey is often a, you know, as a, as a data scientist or something, you want to say, well, here's everything I did. Right? You want to say yeah. it, but like, let's lead, lead with the answer that what we need to know. And then you can have all your appendixes and a little five minute video is like, mm. you know, the chef's kiss. Nice. For for the Loom fans out there, you pop up your Loom and you make a little video, yeah. right? Yeah. Awesome. Can we teach data teams to be empathetic? Or or is that just It's like, can you teach people to be empathetic is the question, right? <laughs> so I think um I think I think yes. Like so it's so can you teach people to be empathetic? So I think um it is easy to not feel empathetic when you're, you know, in ticket jail or you're just getting tickets and they're like, not, not people asking you things. You're not seeing how, um, you're not feeling it day to day. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think if you make sure that people are faced with the reality of what's happening, good or bad, because lots of times like things are going awesome and mm -hmm. you want to show them, Hey, look, you know, sh share a Slack somebody sent you. I love this new data that you released, you know, screenshot that, send it to your data engineers. Um, so, so yes, you can help them feel it, but can you teach them to care? Well, that's like a human thing. That's a very good distinction right there. I like All right. that. All right. Ready? Last one, Tim. Last okay. question. Okay. Um, so people process technology, okay. right? Um, is data user experience really mostly a people problem? Mm. Oh, gosh. Well, I think it's all three, mm. because it's also about the implementation, which has a lot to do with the process and the technology. Um, but technology doesn't drive itself, neither does process. So, you know, at the end of the day, it usually is about the custodian and in, you know, the custodian team. And unless you don't have the money to buy appropriate technology or buy in, which is also a people problem to get mm -hmm. the process. Um, it's typically a people problem. In my, my opinion. Yeah. So it's all three tech's a big piece, but it doesn't drive itself. The custodian team matters and buy-in matters. Yeah. Mm. 
All right. <laughs> T T Tim, take us away with takeaways. Oh my goodness. <laughs> takeaways. So so many exciting things that we talked about here today. So um, uh, you had discussed that like when we want to get, you know, a really good data user experience and if we want to get data in the hands of everyone, um, that's a, that's a, a big ask. It's been a big challenge for a long time. Uh, we may not get to hundred percent, but we have to have that mission to get data into the hands of everyone. Um, and almost every decision should be made with data. The decisions that are important need to have the ability to use the data. Um, and it's, uh, it's really tricky to work with data, right? That's like one of the main reasons why we have these challenges today. Um, and it's because you have to do a lot of different things. One of the biggest things is you actually have to translate a business problem, as you were mentioning, into a data problem. Uh, and that requires, and you kind of give this example of like, you know, when children do these word problems uh, and they have to understand like, okay, so there's five apples and there's five oranges and, and there's Fran and there's Sammy and, and there's some exchange happening here. And then they're doing something with those objects and then they cut one in half. So you, you need to understand like the problem and what the objects are and what the verbs are. Um, and you know, this is, this is knowledge, right? This is like the knowledge and the understanding of it and the translation from the business to the data and, and probably vice versa. Right. Uh, and, uh, and that's tricky. That's hard. Um, and you, you have to understand the rows and columns. You have to understand the tools and the technology. You have to understand the data that's available and the people that know things about this data. So there's a lot of moving pieces that have to come together in order to make this a success. So there's a lot of moving pieces there. And one of the biggest things you really highlighted and was sort of the central points of our discussion today was around user experience of data and how important user experience is to try to tame some of those challenges and really make it so that people can take advantage of the data and the knowledge to be able to do work more effectively. You said that we have to make it very easy to find the data, understand the data, access the data, things like documentation, search, fit for purpose tools, content, context, all of this has to come together to make that work. And it's important who owns the who owns that work, right? So the data engineering and platform team should take ownership to kind of create a good experience for the platform, but then embrace ownership wherever it comes up. And, and if you're kind of thinking about this sort of uh, data mesh oriented model, then you can really think about where are the domains, where are the sort of the pockets of sort of uh, expertise that you can be empowering ownership around. Um, and you mentioned that you all are kind of embracing more of this data mesh approach because you were experiencing some of the bottlenecks that come with the team having to do everything, right? Yeah. Um, and that's really hard. And so that was a, a, a big shift there. And we see a lot of companies now shifting to at least in inspiration by data mesh, and in many cases, actually implementing data mesh. Uh, and uh, you had mentioned that uh, there are a lot of opportunities on how to address data user experience. Um, and you mentioned about having an internal user research researcher. Uh, and obviously, a lot of companies don't have internal data researchers. So maybe you, you got to think more about like a hat. Somebody can wear that hat. Um, but if you can get somebody like that, great. Yeah. It sounds like it's had a huge impact for you all. Um, and th that person can kind of come from anywhere, right? So for you all, that person came from, from IT. They had a passion about uh, user research. Um, and they focused on making the life better of people around them. So culture and empathy kind of expressed in all of that. Uh, and then they shifted into that role. So I think... You can also think about this as an evolution of people within your company. And, you know, maybe they're wearing a certain hat today, but maybe they're going to grow into a different hat, a more of a knowledge hat, more of a user research hat. There's a lot of opportunity there. And so much more, but I'm going to pass the baton over to Juan. Juan, what are your big takeaways? Well, 
one of the things we did was validating a lot of the points that we brought up before about like this business literacy combined with the data literacy, right? Mm -hmm. So I think there should be some more of the formalized onboarding process of, hey, how do all these systems work together? Where are all the business concepts? Where are all the products? How do they all work together? How do we even onboard customers within an organization? I think that's something that's missing within organizations and we need that more, help us generate that empathy of how things work. Um, if we're treating data more like a product, maybe there is a gap here between like the luxuries that the product engineering team may have, right? They have product managers, they already have user researchers and stuff like that. There is kind of that, that, that there's a gap there. Uh, and, and why do we have that gap? Because I think commonly we think the data and the IT, right? Oh, that's a cost center for the organization. And so something there needs to change. And I think we've had this brought up this whole data accounting like there is no formalized data accounting maybe there should be mm -hmm. what does that even mean i don't know but let's actually start that conversation i think that's a really fascinating point that we just made there uh we brought up the whole enablement and data marketing right Do this is again documentation continues to be a theme it's, it's all yeah. over documentation is mm -hmm. key for this right uh, you talked about how you guys created some swag and logos to encourage people to do the training. Uh, you're promoting the work that folks are doing. I think you want to celebrate those wins. Uh, you even have a newsletter, right? Like not just what the platform team is doing, but what's happening within the ecosystem. And you have an a TPM who's actually who's doing that work right there, who's generating that newsletter. So this is really cool culture that you're that you're discussing there. Um, Talk, talk about how do we define success here? Let's go brainstorm into doing more than just, uh, oh, uh, okay, yeah, we have some users and so forth, but uh, how do we actually connect the data to the actual money, to the financial aspects yeah. directly? Uh, how do we understand what that value is? Like, we should just start doing surveys. And I, I ask everybody here, are you even considering doing surveys? Do you even, because we don't even know what we don't know right now. Yeah. So let's start asking people around this. Uh -huh. um, and then a good point you brought up is like, if you're requesting time from a data team, you should be providing the financial impact of what that's going to happen. I think that's, 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 those are small steps that we can start doing. And then uh, additional best practices that we discussed at the end about data UX is be detailed. When you dive into the details, that's how you figure out how things are really going, not just look at that pretty neat architecture. You got to hear it from the people. So if you hear people are struggling, go talk to them, go understand what they're struggling. And this goes back always to empathy. And if I were to summarize our whole discussion today, it's user experience research for two things. One, to understand the business and the process within the organization. And two, a huge potential is to understand the val the true value, maybe even economic financial of that data within organization. Yep. So the two words here takeaway is user research. Yes. All right, that was our do? long takeaway. How do I we do? I love it. Yeah, great. This is awesome. <laughs> All right, so we'll throw it back to you. Three questions. All right. What's your advice? Uh, who should we invite next? And what are the resources that you follow? All right. So advice. This is life data advice, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so my advice is to build people up around you. So build up your team, build up your peers, build up your peer pluses, build up your friends, your family. You know, build people up around you, invest in them. There is more than enough sunshine for everyone, right? Like it's important to know that giving to other people and making them feel good will like only give back to you, right? It never takes away from you. So that's everyone advice. I love that. Uh, second one. Who should we invite next? Oh, yes. So who you should invite yet next is a dear friend of mine who I've talked to you about before, Caitlin Huden. And she is a principal data scientist, long time, you know, amazing woman in the data field, talks about all sorts of things, data, um, at Beyond a Posey at Twitter. 
and also has a blog as well. So she is like a dear, dear friend of mine um, in the data field, but also in real life. So awesome. awesome. Yeah. yeah. And uh, finally, what research do you follow? People, blogs, podcasts, books, conferences. Also oh. mention about your blog as well. Yes. Some folks were adding comments saying, uh, how do we, how do you mention some of your blog posts? How do they oh, find your blog? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so my blog is littlemissdata.com. So you can find me on Twitter at littlemissdata. And um, my blog is littlemissdata.com. And I talk about all things data. Some stuff is weird. <laughs> but it's all data related and I find it fun. And that is just me. I'm not going to apologize. That's cool. It's real, right? <laughs> it's real. Um, and then um, I like to connect with people. I'm more of like a people learning person. So these mm -hmm. conversations, community stuff. Um, so I like to be involved in communities. I have two favorite, like two of my favorite communities will be a shout out. Um, one is Our Ladies. So that is kind of where I got my first taste of user communities. It's also where I met my dear friend, Caitlin. Um, and so I love Our Ladies. That was uh, founded by Gabriela De Quiros, who also founded AI Inclusive. Um, and then also I do, this is, you know, for the ladies out there, both of these, um, Women in Analytics, Women in Analytics community is like a hybrid um, community in person and online, uh, founded by Regan Avon, who's also a friend of mine. Um, and then just like, so any communities like this and then talking to the people in person on Twitter, we like to talk, you know, on Twitter. Um, and then I find like from there, you kind of know about events going on. And, you know, once you connect with people, it's like a spider's web. And also shout out, you organized an interesting conference that you brought up. Yeah, a oh, while yes. ago. Yes, actually. Talk about this. Yeah, so Caitlin's going to laugh that I'm bringing her up so many times. <laughs> so that's very classic, our friendship. So um, uh, Caitlin and I run an event called Data Mishaps Night, which is super fun. And, you know, if you like data, it's super fun. Uh, every February, this will be our third one coming up this February, um, where people share their data mistakes. Um, and last year we had 13 speakers and... Um, it was like, I think we had maybe 500 or 700 people online. Wow. And it was, it was awesome. It's, it's cathartic because you hear crazy mistakes that we've all made. It's funny, but it's also kind of empowering that like we all make mistakes. So I, I love that. We have to check that out because I feel like every conference you go to, every community part of it's like always the, the perfect architecture. So great. Yeah. Perfect technology. Great. We made a billion dollars, right? It's like, oh, what about the times where we screw up? And that happens right. more than we when we expect, right? So and, and that's the road to iterating to getting better. So yeah, yeah good time so yeah. you guys should join all right well next week we have loris marini who is who is uh uh from the podcast discovering data we're really excited we were on his podcast he'll be on that on our podcast that's so gonna be a, a great show and with that laura thank you so much this was a, a phenomenal conversation because we ended up in a place which i did not expect we kind of do a little prep. We know where things are going to go. Yeah. But we ended up with this whole user research. And I'm super excited. I hope everybody who's listening is thinking right now, how do I get user researcher internally? Not yeah. just external, but internal for data. And with that, Laura, cheers. cheers. Thank cheers. you. Thanks so, much for having Thanks so much for having us.